0: Blessed is he who comes, the King in God's name, all's well in heaven, glory in the high places. Hi, I'm Anusha, your friend and host for Daily Bible Podcast. Well, in our previous episode, we were reading through Luke chapter 19. We saw Jesus meet Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus wanting Jesus to spend time with him. He wanted to look at Jesus. But Jesus saw the desire of Zacchaeus' heart and he decided to meet his desires. So Jesus told Zacchaeus that he would visit him and visit his house. Jesus sees our desires and he wants to meet them. And he will visit us when you really want him to come to you. He will definitely come. We also see that Jesus visits personally Jesus visited the temple personally and he came riding on the donkeys and that was celebrated as the Palm Sunday that we celebrate well in today's episode we will be reading through Luke chapter 20 it speaks about the corrupt farmhands and how Jesus teaches about certain laws of the heavenly kingdom let's go Luke chapter 20 One day he was teaching the people in the temple, proclaiming the message. The high priest, the religion scholars and leaders confronted him and demanded, Show us your credentials. Who authorized you to speak and act like this? Jesus answered, First, let me ask you a question. About the baptism of John, who authorized it? Heaven or humans? they were on the spot and knew it they pulled back into a huddle and whispered if we say heaven he'll ask us why we didn't believe him if we say humans the people will tear us a limb for limb convinced as they are that john was god's prophet they agreed to concede that round to jesus and said they didn't know jesus said then neither will i answer your question The Story of the Corrupt Farmhands Jesus told another story to the people. A man planted a vineyard. He handed it over to farmhands and went off on a trip. He was gone a long time. In time, he sent a servant back to the farmhands to collect the profits. But they beat him up and sent him off empty-handed. He decided to try again and sent another servant. That one they beat black and blue and sent him off empty-handed. He tried a third time. They worked that servant over from head to foot and dumped him in the street. Then the owner of the vineyard said, I know what I'll do. I'll send my beloved son. They'll bound to respect my son. But when the farmhands saw him coming, they quickly put their heads together. This is our chance. This is their heir. Let's kill him and have it all to ourselves. They killed him and threw him over the fence. What do you think the owner of the vineyard will do? Right. He'll come and get rid of everyone. Then he'll assign the care of the vineyard to others. Those who were listening said, oh no, he'd never do that. But Jesus didn't back down. Why then do you think this was written? That stone the masons threw out is now the cornerstone. Anyone falling over that stone will break every bone in his body. If the stone falls on anyone, he'll be smashed to smithereens. The religion scholars and high priests wanted to leash him on the spot, but they were intimidated by the public opinion. They knew the story was about them. Paying taxes Watching for a chance to get him, they sent spies who posed as honest inquirers, hoping to trick him into saying something that would get him in trouble with the law. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are honest and straightforward when you teach, that you don't ponder to anyone but teach the way of God accurately. Tell us, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He knew they were laying for him and said, Show me a coin. Now this engraving, who does it look like and what does it say? caesar they said jesus said then give caesar what is his and give god what is his try as they might they couldn't trap him into saying anything incriminating his answer caught them off god and left them speechless all intimacies will be with god some seduces came up This is the Jewish party that denies any possibility of resurrection. They asked, Teacher, Moses wrote us that if a man dies and leaves a wife but no child, his brother is obligated to marry her and give her children. Well, there once were seven brothers. The first took a wife. He died childless. The second married her and died. Then the third and eventually all seven had their turn, but no child. After all that, the wife died. That wife now, in the resurrection, whose wife is she? All seven married her. Jesus said, marriage is a major preoccupation here, but not there. Those who are included in the resurrection of the dead will no longer be concerned with marriage nor, of course, with dead. They will have better things to think about. If you can believe it, all ecstasies and intimacies then will be with God. Even Moses exclaimed about resurrection at the burying bush saying, God, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. God isn't the God of dead men, but of the living. To him, all are alive. Some of the religion scholars said, Teacher, that's a great answer. For a while anyway, no one dared put questions on him. Then he put a question to them. How is it that they say that the Messiah is David's son? In the book of Psalms, David clearly says, God said to my master, sit here at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David here designates the Messiah as my master. So how can the Messiah also be his son? With everybody listening, Jesus spoke to his disciples. Watch out for the religion scholars. They love to walk around in academic gowns, preen in the radiance of public flattery, bask in the prominent position, sit at the head table at every church function. And all the time they are exploiting the weak and helpless. The longer their prayers, the worse they get. But they'll pay for it in the end. Luke chapter 21 Just then, he looked up and saw the rich people dropping offerings in the collection plate. Then he saw a poor widow put in two pennies. He said, the plain truth is that this widow has given by far the greatest offering today. All these others made offerings that they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. Watch out for doomsday deceivers. One day, people were standing around talking about the temple, remarking how beautiful it was, the splendor of its stonework, the memorial gifts. Jesus said, All this you are admiring so much. The time is coming when every stone in that building will end up in a heap of rubble. They asked him, Teacher, when is this going to happen? What clue will we get that it's about to take place? He said, watch out for the doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming I am the one or the end is near. Don't fall for any of that. When you hear of wars and uprisings, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history and no sign of the end. He went on, nation will fight nation and ruler after ruler. Over and over, huge earthquakes will occur in various places. There will be famines. You'll think at times that the sky is falling. But before any of this happens, they'll arrest you, hunt you down, and drag you to court and jail. It will go from bad to worse, dog eat dog, everyone at your throat, because you carry my name. You'll end up on the witness stand called to testify. Make up your mind right now not to worry about it. I'll give you the words and wisdom that will reduce all your accusers to stammers and stutters. You'll even be turned in by parents brothers relatives and friends some of you will be killed there's no telling who will hate you because of me even so every detail of your body and soul even the airs of your head it is my care nothing of you will be lost staying with it that's what's required stay with it to the end you won't be sorry you'll be saved Thank you for joining me on today's episode. It was really a good one. These are astounding principles about how during resurrection there will be no husband or wife, no married relationships, just God and us. All our intimacies will be with God. Also Jesus speaks about a number of things regarding finances. He explains about how paying taxes must be done and also talks about how the woman gave her offering. She gave everything she had. He mentioned that people gave things that they would never miss. They gave offerings that meant very little to them. But she gave, the widow gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all when we worship god when we spend time with god we are more close to him and he is close to us so you will know that all you need to live is the presence of god and nothing on this earth will ever matter so that's how you would be able to give to god because you love him the bible says where your treasure is there your heart will also be stay tuned